Welcome in to episode 100 of Locked on Blackhawks for Friday, February 21st, 2020. My name is Jay Zawoski. Thank you so much for tuning in to Locked on Blackhawks. We are part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I've been teasing it all week. And yes, I'm ready to let you know we have a very special guest on today's show, the voice of the Chicago Blackhawks, their analyst, Eddie Olchek, joined me on Lockdown Blackhawks. We recorded this podcast on Wednesday with fingers crossed that a major trade would not happen between then. The only thing that's happened so far is a 6-3 loss at the hands of the New York Rangers, which has really changed nothing as far as the Blackhawks approach to the trade deadline. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. Also, don't forget, you can get in touch with the podcast Voicemail 708-653-0572. Email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. My personal account at jzawoski670. And don't forget, tonight, 7.30 on the Hot Mic app, join me and my Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast partner, James Naveau, for a live watch party, hotmic.io. Download the app, enter promo code MADHOUSE, and join us, interact with us, watch us react in real time to the Hawks game it's going to be a great time. Download the Hot Mic app and use promo code MADHOUSE. Without further ado, let's bring in our special guest for episode 100 of Locked on Blackhawks. It is Eddie Olchek. Eddie, thanks for taking some time out of your busy schedule to join me here on Locked on Blackhawks. I greatly appreciate it. No problem, Jay. Nice to be with you. All right. So the topic on everybody's mind, we are a couple days away from the NHL trade deadline. We've been trying to figure this out for the last couple months, it seems, are the Blackhawks buyers? Are the Blackhawks sellers? What do you predict going down on Monday afternoon for the Blackhawks? Well, look, I mean, they're going to have to go on in, uh, you know, a real quick run here. Um, they have Nashville on Friday, and then they go to Dallas. You know, I'm sure that they got a couple of plans in place, and I know just from experience of having coached in this league, Jay, as I did some 15 years ago in Pittsburgh, and knowing what it's like for a team to go into a trade deadline is that you know there's there's plan a there's plan b and then there's plan d where you know uh do you roll the dice and say you know look i think we can you know i think we can make a run here i think if we you know we uh, we make a move here or make a move there so you know i think that there certainly is with most teams you know exactly where you were and where you are and where you're trying to get to and i would assume that that's the philosophy of the hawks and look what makes it intriguing from a fan's point of view and i'm a fan of obviously the Hawks and a fan of hockey is that when you have guys that contracts expiring and both of your goaltenders contracts are expiring, both Robin Leonard and Corey Crawford, you know, Eric Gustafson's in that mix as well is you know, like, you know, what, you know, what is the plan, what teams are calling? Cause you know, they are, and uh, what, you know, what ends up being the decision and the factor of, of what the Hawks end up doing now with Corey Crawford, you know he's got uh, you know he's got some language in his contract where you know he has to okay the trade, so that makes it a little bit more intriguing. But you know, look, I think there's a couple of different plans, and uh, and the realistic part of it is, look, like I don't see them finishing in a top three in essential for sure. They're they're looking at a wild card position, but you get to that Monday, uh, you know, can you be within three or four points? And if you are. Maybe you take your shot because the West is absolutely wide open, Jay, in my opinion. Like, I think it's St. Louis, Colorado, Dallas, and everybody else. Like, I really, really believe that. And those three teams will be, in my opinion, will be the top three teams in the Central and then everybody else. And look, you can get in, you got goaltending, you got experience, and obviously the Hawks have some holes. But if you shore those up, 
you never know what could happen. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens here with these last couple of games before the break. Well, let me before ask the All Star. Before I mean, I'm sorry, before the trade deadline. Well, let me ask you this, and and I have to do this podcast. Not have to. I love doing this podcast every day, and I, so I think about this stuff a lot. They have such a unique opportunity at this deadline with some really big assets, especially Robin Leonard, to a lesser extent, Eric Gustafson. Mm-hmm. You could sort of alter the course of the franchise a little bit at this deadline by adding a bunch of high picks, some decent prospects. If you were the GM, how would you approach it? What would your mindset be? Because we've been teased by the Blackhawks so many times. They get close, then they lose four or five. And it's the same mm-hmm. thing that happened last year. Right. My brain is telling me sell. My heart wants them to make the playoffs, of course, but they've got an opportunity here. What would you do, Eddie, if you were the GM? Well, look, I think when you when you talk about moving asset for picks, remember, picks will be a couple of years away, right? Like, so you're looking at a, uh, you know, gaining, you know, using, <clears throat> excuse me, using an asset now for a couple of years down the road. That doesn't help you for tomorrow. It doesn't help you for next year. Uh, I mean, unless somehow you're getting the number one overall pick or something like that. So, look, they do have some assets. Uh, again, what what is the plan? Look, it, realistically, you know, if, if you're double digits out of a playoff spot when you get to that trade deadline, to me, I think you're in a situation where you have many assets, and I think you got to figure out, like I said, where you are and where you're trying to get to, and in, in, in move forward. And you look at you're taking all calls. Look at again, I just speak from my experience in Pittsburgh, Jay. That's all I that's all I know, and having been in that so-called war room on trade deadline day and, and and having a voice in there and you know look at the you know figuring out who and what your guys are before everybody else in the National Hockey League does and look at the Hawks have some incredibly experienced players uh, they've had a you know, winning pedigree I'm in mean, the team of the decade and look it's been tough here you know I mean they've you know they've used the word unacceptable what has transpired here over the last couple of years so look at I to me I'm looking at everything, and I'm taking all calls on all players. To me, there's only one guy that I'm not moving, and that's Patrick Kane. Like that's that's fact. I'm not. Doesn't matter. I'm not doing that. But I'm taking calls on everybody else. And like I said, what, you know, what is the plan? What is the vision? And you know, the leadership of this team with Rocky Wirtz and John McDonough and Jay Blunk and all the way through, they've done everything in their hands possible, financial. Um, you know, the resources, everything. They've they've done everything, and they've done an amazing job with being team of the decade and the three Stanley Cups. Um, so we, we know what their mindset is. As you look at They're in it to win it every year, and it's been a battle the last couple of years, and we know that, and it's going to be a battle to make the playoffs. So uh, for me, I'm taking all calls, I'm listening, and then you broach it with your bosses, and then, you you know, you figure this thing out. And uh, it's, 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 not, it's not an easy time. It makes it much more difficult for sure, Jay, is that when you are, you know, within an arm's reach of a playoff spot, because I think that the Hawks and talking to the core guys on this team, they look at the division and they look at the Western Conference to just know, just give us a chance, right? Like, just give us a chance, give ourselves a chance to, to, to get in because we have the experience and we have the pedigree. Now, whether or not that happens or they can get in and, and, and do some damage, that's, that's totally up to them. And Matchups certainly play a big part of it, but you know, for me, um, I'd be taking all calls, and, and, and nothing, nothing would be off limits. I, that's that's just my opinion, knowing where they have been, and and, and where they are right now, and and, and what's coming, and uh, and, and where they're going to be next year. So it'll be really interesting to see what Stan and his staff and and uh, 
and the management team of the Hawks decide to do come the next, you know, three, four days. My conversation with Eddie Olchek on Lockdown Blackhawks continues in a moment, but first I want to tell you this spring to follow your favorite baseball teams to Arizona for Cactus League spring training, amazing weather and landscapes, exciting outdoor adventure, incredible food. Arizona is the perfect home base for baseball fans. Meet the players and get autographs before the games. Enjoy live music from local and national artists, hiking, biking, Jeep tours, hot air balloons, skydiving, jet skiing, or just taking in a sunset, no matter what you love to do, Arizona has you covered, and there is tons of stuff to do for kids, wildlife parks, science museums, aquariums, and of course, dude ranches. Arizona is a fantastic destination for families. Plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash spring training. That's visitarizona.com slash spring training. And if you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Lockdown to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Lockdown Blackhawks is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Hawks fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Lockdown gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners, not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Hawks fans and a predominantly male audience that's well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the keyword advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising. Episode 100 of Locked On Blackhawks continues with my special guest, Eddie Olchek. Eddie, before the break, we were talking a little bit about the trade deadline. My fear, Eddie, is that they, you know, they stand pat. They don't move Leonard. They don't move Gustafson, whatever. And they maybe get in the playoffs, maybe, just maybe, and then lose in the first round and have nothing to show mm-hmm. for losing those guys. And look, if Robin Leonard is going to resign here, that's great. Maybe it's worth it, right, to keep him around. But sure. Leonard... You've been around him a lot this year. Let me ask you this. Do you feel like if the Blackhawks were to trade Robin Leonard at the deadline, do you think that would lessen his shot at coming back to sign with the Hawks this summer? Do you think he would hold that against him? Do you think that would you know, make Robin Leonard cut the Hawks out of his plans when it comes to free agency? Yeah, you know what? I'm not sure. I mean, I have a, excuse me, I have a nice relationship with Robert. Robin. He has been a pro's pro to be around just from you know a former hockey player's point of view and then now a a uh, guy very low on the totem pole over there as far as a broadcaster. Like, he's been professional, uh, looks you in the eye when you talk to him. I, I, I really look at I respect respect him as a player and as a person and gotten to know him, you know, fairly well. And, he, and he's made my job very, very easy, which has been great. And, look, it's a business. Um, I don't know. I, that's a good question. Like, look, we've seen players in the past where the teams have traded them because their contract's expiring. They've gotten an asset for them. And, you know, wink, wink, there's a – contract in the drawer and then they come back and you know it's it's a win-win for the team so um but you know look i I look at it as you know what teams out there right now are looking for a goalie you know what teams that are in the playoff hunt or maybe there's a team on the outside looking in go you know what we're going to sign this guy and we're going to try to we're going to trade for this guy and then we're going to try to sign him ourselves so that we have them you know down the road but when i'm looking at playoff teams right now i mean 
you know, the injury in, in Colorado, I was at the Air Force Academy on Saturday night for the stadium series game outdoor against the LA Kings and, and Philip Grubauer, the number one goalie for Colorado, uh, got hurt and it says he's out indefinitely. So look, Colorado's got to be in the mix for a goaltender. They have to be. I mean, they got a good enough team to make a run. I don't know if they can go with Pavel Francouz or not, but you know, they certainly be, would be a team. You know, you look around and go, there aren't a, there aren't a lot of teams that are looking for a goalie. I mean, maybe a backup goalie or some insurance. Like Calgary, to me, I think is, you know, I, I mean, Riddick's okay, but I mean, you know, Calgary would be the, you know, to me, Jay would be the, you know, would be the other team. But you just never know what's going to happen here in the next, you know, three, four, five days with injuries, and you know, somebody gets desperate and wants to bring in a guy. But look, I mean, I. It'd be really interesting. So I, I can't answer that, and I know I'm long-winded on this, but <laughs> it's happened before where players have been with an organization and said, hey, look, you know what, we need to get an asset for you, and, we, and you know, we're telling you we want to re-sign you, and sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't, but there's only one guy that can really answer that, and that would be you know, in particular because you asked me about Robin Leonard. Well, you mentioned Colorado, and they were mentioned in Elliot Friedman's 31 Thoughts piece uh, earlier this week that they had come asking about Corey Crawford, at least according to Elliot Friedman, is a team like Colorado, who is so loaded up front with so right. many, so much forward talent, could you see a team like that saying, we're going to give you a proven NHL player with some term left on their deal for Robin Leonard or for Corey Crawford? Could you see mm-hmm. a scenario where Colorado gives up some of that forward depth to strengthen their goaltending? Yeah, yeah I do. I, I do because they have a chance. Like sometimes the window is not the window does not open very often. And look, it was, with the incredible run that this that the Blackhawks had in, in you know the 2010 to, to 15 run. I mean that window was open, and they just they went right through it and and were the best team and found ways to win and had unbelievable moves and chemistry and everything else. And you just never know. You you just don't know. And for me, if you're a team that needs help in goal, you're looking at everything. Look, are, are you getting a top six forward off of Colorado for possibly a rental or maybe a guy you're going to sign you know, for a year? Um, maybe. I would probably lean more so not. Um, now, if you move a top six forward and you get that guy because you had to get him, um, and you're right, the forward has term, and you know, and your goal is to go ahead and sign, re-sign the guy you trade for. Well, then you know all bets are off. So, um, but Colorado to me, and look at, I mean, there are there are a handful of guys out there. You know, I mean, you know, to me, on my board, if I had a goalie available board out there, you know, for a team that's going to make the playoffs or has a legitimate chance to win, like to me, it, it would be Leonard Crawford and Lundqvist. Now, Lundqvist is an interesting. Uh, situation, Jay, with the New York Rangers is, you know, the Rangers have three goalies. They've been carrying three goalies, it seems like, forever. Yeah. But two two young guys in Shesterkin and in Georgiev. And Lundqvist has got one more year. He's got a, you know, he's got a, um, a, a no-movement, no-trade clause. He's been asked before to waive it, and he hasn't. Now, there's speculation and rumor out there is that the Rangers uh, either have gone to him or will go to him and say, look, there's a pretty good chance you're going to get a bought out in the summertime. Um, so you might have it. You, you got a chance to go and play somewhere and be, you know, either the starter or a backup, or, you know, we're going to buy you out and we're going to go with the young guys. And then, you know, maybe, you know, maybe he rides off into the sunset. So 
Like, it'd be really interesting if a team like Colorado would call the Rangers and go, you know what, can we talk to Lundqvist? And would Lundqvist look at that and go, oh, man, I got a chance to win. Like, I got a chance to yeah. win the Stanley Cup. And, again, the, the hurdles with Crawford and Lundqvist are, are similar because they have, they, they have to sign off on it. But, obviously, with Leonard's contract up, uh, you know, is, is, I don't think Braden Holpe is going anywhere uh, with the Washington Capitals. Um, they got Samson off there. Uh, so it'd be really, really interesting. But you know, going back to you know what you would get for a particular guy, again, it's what what is the philosophy, what is the mindset of the organization when you make that type of move, and then uh, you know, and then you go from there. It's Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are chatting with Blackhawks analyst Eddie Olchek. Eddie, a name that's come up a little bit recently has been the name of Dylan Strom, who is a healthy scratch. A few mm-hmm. games ago, he's been battling injuries this year a lot. Doesn't look like he's quite healthy yet. He is due a new contract this summer, and I think when the season began, it almost felt like a no-brainer. He's an absolute priority to, to re-sign. Has anything changed in your mind with Dylan Strom? Do you think the Hawks... You know, with the emergence of Kirby Doc, with Jonathan Taves having another pretty solid year, has bringing back Dylan Strome become less of a priority for the Hawks? Wow. Played so good last year. He's yeah. been banged up. And then, you know, look, in fairness to him, too, he's been playing the wing a lot. And uh, uh, I don't see him as a winger. I don't. Right. I, I just, I, he's, not a, he's not a winger. I think he's a center iceman. So I don't think that that is. You know, and I think that he would probably prefer to be, you know, at the center ice position. But, um, you know, that's going to be really interesting. I think, look, you know, he's a restricted free agent. You got him over a barrel. The team has him over. Uh, they have the, you know, they have the hammer, um, and they can dictate to him and, and say, look, at, you know, well, you, you got to prove it to us again. And that, and that would be my that would be my mindset. Is look, okay, let's let, let's get back to where we were last year, and and then we'll, you know, and then and then we'll, you know. Well, let's get something done, right? Because it was a really good trade. It ended up, you know, I mean, look, both players have performed really well for both teams. Right. In 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 Nick Schmaltz going one way and Dylan coming the other way. Um, and then this year, like you said, it's been a battle. I mean, Schmaltz has played very well out in Arizona, not as not as good as of late. But um, so I think for Strom, you know, look at I think for him too is you know look at you know am I going to be a winger here? Am I going to be a center? You know, maybe he becomes a guy that, you know, you can use as an asset for somewhere down the road if you're looking to make a move. But, um, you know, I guess if you're asking me, you know, talking about a long-term contract or anything like that, I mean, be going short, 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 and figure out who and what that guy is and, and, and say, look, at, prove it to me again that you can be that guy that can get you, you know, 45 or 50 points. I mean, can he be a 50-point guy? Uh, he's really good on the power play. Um, you know, you're playing with the right guys, obviously. You know, he's proven that he's be able to put up points, so that'll be really interesting to see what happens. All right, Eddie, I'm going to let you go here in a little bit, but I have two more questions. Sure. Uh, and sort of on the topic of Dylan Strom, Dominic Kubelik's emergence has sort of thrown a wrench into things there too because now mm-hmm. the way he's performed this season maybe a little better than expected, maybe not. Right. I think the Hawks' European scouting staff, is that's probably their strongest suit as far as the front office goes. Sure. Um, he's going to have to get paid a little bit too, and I, and I wonder how they're going to prioritize – you know, to me, the three biggest key free agents for this team are Leonard, Strom, and Kubelik, and you can shuffle that in whatever order you want. I wonder how much of an impact on Dylan Strom Kubelik's emergence has. Well, that's fair, Jay. Uh, I think that's a very fair, uh, very fair question to ask, and there's only you know there's only a couple people that can answer that. So, um, 
you know, Kubalik's had a good year. He really has. Uh, actually, it's funny. I mentioned I was at the, the game outdoors between the Kings and Avalanche the other day in Colorado Springs, and I saw general manager uh, Rob Blake and uh, assistant general manager Jeff Solomon. And, uh, you know, they, he just didn't want to sign with the Kings. I mean, that that was the reality of it. And, you know, now they're looking back, and every night, every night Kubalik scores. It's like, you know, geez, we could have got a, you know, we should have got a second or a first rounder for him with the way he's performing. But, you know, good for Dominic. He's taking advantage of it. You know what his strengths are. And look, you know, I mean, he's he's on pace to get what? Probably 28, 29. I mean, you know, first year in the league. Yeah, he's an older player, but so what? I mean, that's, that's an out, he's had an outstanding year regardless of what happens this way forward. And yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know what his contract situation is, but, you know, moving forward, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's going to, you know, he's going to want some money. So again, the Hawks have to, you know, figure out who and what he is and where do they where do they slot in? And you know, again, you got contracts and expiring deals up. You got money coming off the books. You got you know guys that are you know get going to get a pay bump. I think is is the Brinkett's contract kick in next year? Jay? Yes, the six point four kicks in next year. Yep. Right. Yeah. So again, you got all the you got a lot of moving parts. So you know, for me, Dominic has has been a great pickup. You're right. I mean, a terrific signing by general manager Stan Bowman and. Uh, um, you know, guy, look at you. You know, you score 25 goals a year now in the National Hockey League. You know, the going rate is probably north of probably six million a year. I mean, that's just the reality of it. And you know, as my kids say to me, "Hey, Dad, you know, how much money would you be making now if you were scoring 30 goals a year like you did for five straight years?" And I'm like, "Hey, you know what? The guys that came before me were making nothing. That's just, you know, that's just life." So, um, but look, he scores goals. Got good speed, uh, nice, nice young man. Uh, Blackhawks have a you know a good young player here, and hopefully you know he can you know can continue to uh, to finish off the way that he started his rookie season with the Hawks. All right, last thing I have for you, I promise. Uh, you brought me there, Alex DeBrinket, really sort of fighting it this year. Uh, has not yeah. been able to find a scoring touch before the season. We were talking about him as a fifty goal scorer without any sort of sarcasm or, or snark to it, uh, and all of a sudden a big drop off. Anything in his game? concern you going forward do you think he's just having one of those years wow um you know goal scoring is you know goal scorers are streaky and i mean he is a goal scorer there, there's no doubt about it i mean he's look at all goal scorers have some luck and they have some bad luck and they mm-hmm. do you know get the opportunities i don't think his opportunities his prime opportunities have been there as much this year jay as they were last year so what does that say? Well, okay, you you got to find a way. You got you have to put yourself in a spot um, to to be available to to get more of those opportunities. Again, I just go from my playing experience and having coached in the league. Um, I would tell him is that you need to get inside the dots a little bit more because when you play inside the dots, and just think about where the dots are yeah. on the ice surface. If you get in between that area, that's the most dangerous area of the ice. If you get inside the dots, there's more opportunity for the puck to either hit you, to receive it, and be in a, in a, in a better scoring area. And that would be the one thing to me um, that I would encourage him and like to see him do more of is to you know, hang around the net a little bit. Look at, he's not a big guy. We know that. But he has the mindset, and, Pat, and the great Pat Foley and I talk about a lot of it on our broadcast, Jay, is like, look, he has the shoot first, answer question second mentality, and that's that's not. I mean, that is a um, that's the. I mean, that's a glowing endorsement. I, I love guys that that know that they can score, 
and know when to pull the trigger instead of trying to be too nice or, you know, deflecting to somebody else. And if you get to that area ice a little bit more, you become more of an option. You have more opportunities. So that, that would be the one thing if I'm nitpicking, that would be it. But, you know, look, at it's obviously been disappointing. There, there's no doubt. I mean, they, I don't think any doubt that the Hawks were counting on 40 goals. And I think, I think the cat was probably counting on another 40 goal season. And, um, you know, realistically, is he probably, you know, is he probably a 30 goal guy? Yeah, I do. I, I think he's a consistent 30 goal guy because he has that mindset. Um, you know, can he get back to the 40 goal plateau? Yeah, probably can. But are you looking at 40 goals every year? Look, it's tough. It's tough yeah. to score goals in the National Hockey League. So um, I know there's a lot there, but for me, the one thing, Jay, I would, you know, I would want him to do is, you know, don't be afraid to hang around the net because it's, you know, pretty plays and the one-timers and the, the rush chances, they're not going to happen all the time. When the puck's in the offensive zone, uh, it's okay to go to the front of the net a little bit. And uh, he's a great kid and, you know, he's had a lot of success, but I know he's, you know, I'm sure he's frustrated and I know the team's frustrated because the puck hasn't gone into the net, but Sometimes that happens, and uh, you just got to fight your way through it. Eddie Olchek, thank you so much for joining me here on the 100th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. I wanted to make it special, and uh, with your help, I was able to do that, so I appreciate it. I tip my hockey helmet to you, Jay Zawaski, <laughs> and uh, look forward to chatting with you soon. Eddie Olchek, the busiest man in professional sports, took some time out to talk to me for episode 100 of Lockdown Blackhawks, and I cannot be more thankful. Hey, by the way, make sure, if you've not already done it, Check out his book, Eddie Olchek, Beating the Odds in Hockey and in Life. It's available via Triumph Books. That's the publisher that is publishing my own Blackhawks book, The Big 50, The Men and Moments That Made the Chicago Blackhawks. It'll be out this fall, so I guess you could say me and Eddie are sort of uh, co-workers. Is that fair to say? Absolutely not. It is not fair to say. So find Eddie's book at your local bookstore or check out bookshop.org. It's where I've been buying my books online. Lately, they give more to the author and more they donate money to local bookstores. So instead of supporting the giant that is running the world, check out bookshop.org. I think you'll be pretty pleased with the website there. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. We will talk to you for episode 101 on Monday. That is the morning of the trade deadline. And then, of course, the big show on Tuesday, reacting to whatever happens on Monday. But I'm sure I have a feeling... Something's going to get done this weekend, so hopefully we'll have some sort of trade news to discuss on Monday's podcast. Either way, we'll have a game the night before the Hawks play Dallas on Sunday, so plenty to do yet here on Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you for joining me for the first 100 episodes of Lockdown Blackhawks. I could not be more grateful. Stick with me for the next 100 and the next 100 after that, and so on and so on. My name's Jay Zawoski. Lockdown Blackhawks is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.